0: I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. We're back tonight live. I'm back from my long hiatus. It wasn't that long, was it three weeks, right? Three or four weeks back better than ever hopefully (laughs) i feel better i feel a lot better and uh learned a lot while i was away uh out in the middle of nowhere in the woods kind of a nice place to be for the animals and the trees and the grass You, you start listening to what is out there and uh during my time away i always thought of you guys and always wondering how you're doing it's so good that uh, we're back together, you and me, and uh, tonight we're going to we're going to have some fun because what I want to do is I want to do an experiment. Uh, as I was contemplating the show, I wanted, you know, what I wanted to do is I wanted to present from my comeback opus something where I was going back to my roots. And uh, I wanted to take a moment, I wanted to demonstrate what the whole foundation of Ground Zero is about, apart from, of course, the obvious being connected to a nuclear event or a massive extinction level event ground zero has always been creating an undercurrent of things that are synchronistic and paranormal and the bizarre in everything from religion to politics but also in everyday life and the and and even when we look at things like scientific discoveries and i think most people will agree that there are more things on the horizon that we can discover meaning that we can still learn how to read minds eventually right Somebody can figure that out. Or, or we may all realize we're telekinetic. I kind of think we are. I think we have like a voice inside of us. I think there's a little person inside of us that always talks to us and tells us, hey, you know, you should do this. You should do this. Trust your gut. Trust your soul. Trust the light of Christ. Whatever you want to call it, right? And we can eliminate cancer eventually. Everything on the horizon, you know, it's ahead of us. We can do that. We can fly to distant solar systems. That is, if we can get the budgets and, and focus our attention on things outside of the planet. Just because we're making fiction nonfiction right now, we are far from breaking the code on how the universe works. And When I got back, I had to, when I got back from where I was, I, I had to play catch up uh, with that whole Barbenheimer phenomenon that I predicted weeks before it happened. I said there's going to be a social engineering attempt to have you go see Barbie and have you go see Oppenheimer. And of course it happened and they called it Barbenheimer. And Ryan Gable and I did a show about the social engineering that was underway where both movies went to reprogram. They were there to reprogram the masses from a pink life to a darker type life. But then as we dig deeper, we find it's the patriarchy versus the dark patriarchy versus, I mean, both movies were meant to reprogram. you, And, uh, we, we, like I said, you look at the patriarchy and we look out, you know, it's a savior, but then women want equality. And it's just, you know, like I said, it's, it wasn't as woke as I thought it would be. But I think that when you're looking at how we break stuff down, we break it down into little pieces like atoms and particles. Those things gave us the atom bomb. Those things gave us the power of the sun in our hands. It's all symbolic. And now we're looking at Barbie as the symbol of equality for women, and perhaps we can all think that we know what we need to do with atoms, the smallest building blocks of nature. That's Dr. Oppenheimer. That's, I mean, it's just a, a weird juxtaposition, if you will, that I, that I saw, and uh, they actually used for social engineering. And thanks to the science, we all think, you know, we need all we need to know about the human body, including genomes, DNA structures, proteins, all that scientific babble. scientists have told us that they have figured out that they have settled right and this is the question is this why they're trying to scare us again with the threat of the flu rsv and covid in the headlines now it's bubbling under the headlines if you can get beyond the politics you're hearing this again that you know and going back you can say well we had 70 80 percent inoculation rate we learned that it's endemic now why are we trying to scare people again they want the masks back on i mean and for those who have lost count i think we're up like six or seven shots now and yet people are are, are like more than happy to you know just do what they're told i remember when they were so confident about the efficacy of injecting billions of people with a gene-altering drug and of course the majority of the world was saying yeah why not they know what they're doing right and then later on we're hearing about more heart attacks and more death i mean we're you know what are the chances What are the chances of lightning striking twice? I don't know. Let's talk about the, you know, out of control fires that seem to be a yearly affair. Only this time, there have to be deaths now, right? We have to have a lot of people dead to confirm that there's a climate emergency. No one believed the climate emergency until thousands died in Hawaii. You know, death is such an easy symbol. It's such an easy symbol to get attention. Symbols rule the world, and the death symbols, whether it be skull and crossbones, whether it be the grim Reaper's scythe, they make, they make people feel on edge, uneasy, because dead people are not good witnesses. They're very bad witnesses, especially when all that has happened recently seems to be a bit suspicious. seems a bit suspect to me. I don't know about you, but it seems to be a bit suspect. It's like the world is under the control of some science fiction villainous organization like Hydra, or specter. It's all symbolic and triggering to minds that can see similarities into the predictive programming that has been unleashed in these times of force structuring the futures of all of us. It's an algorithm. And if you see the patterns in the algorithm, you'll be able to figure out what's coming. It's not witchcraft. It's not hoodoo voodoo. It's nothing. It's the idea of reading the algorithms, understanding how they whip around, how they're invisible, and how they control you. That's what I need, I think, to grasp onto for all of you and to teach you about a little bit. I think people don't really understand the power of an algorithm, the power of a symbol. Symbols rule the world. They do. Certain things, when you look at them, you can already tell yourself that this is something you don't want, whether it be a 666 or a swastika or, you know, people look at a symbol uh, like a rainbow and think oh it's beautiful it's god's promise and then they turn and say, no, it's lgbtq bs we don't like it you know that kind of thing we need to learn about the algorithms we need to learn about what these symbols mean and i know that ryan on friday did a show about that i think it was very well done especially now when there are so many things that are pointing to a disruption in the force and i will talk about that coming up on ground zero the phone numbers tonight 503 503- or toll-free, 866-536-7469. You're listening to Ground Zero. I'm Clyde Lewis, and we're back. You've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to aftermath.media.